The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this September 16th, 2023. A nice, beautiful Saturday if you happen to be living up in northern Jersey. I'm sure down in Florida it is beautiful and elsewhere across the country. Including, where is this game being played? Uh, At Notre Dame. Which, you know, I'm not a big Notre Dame fan. I'm not a big college football fan, but... I did go to Wake Forest, and it is Sam Hartman's 12th year in college football, so I wanted to try to turn it on and see how they were doing. And I'm fumbling around. I I, I can't find the Notre Dame game anywhere. Chris, the Notre Dame game is on NBC, correct? That's the contract? Uh, Every week of every year since we were little kids. Yeah, that one would think, but... Not anymore. Uh, now, now this game is on Peacock. So, you know, it, this whole bullshit streaming crap started, I mean, ages ago. But with the sports, what really dialed it up? It, it was Major League, Major League Baseball, right? Major League Baseball is the one that did us all in here. Because they're the one that split up their entire season between 12 different streaming and broadcast partners. And I know that I think Mad Dog Russo had a bit on this uh, and on ESPN, if I'm not mistaken, which went viral at one point. Well, I don't understand. Oh, what they sold their – I don't really watch too much baseball down here in Florida, so I, is that what they did? Yeah, baseball's all chopped up now. So, And I, I guess specifically I know that Yankee fans were venting about it earlier in the season, but – to catch a Yankee game, you could go in any one of 12 spots. Uh, and I think that applies across the board. Uh, any specific baseball team that has a local regional cable partner. But Yankees were on either Yes or Picks or 9-11, whichever one they have locally, plus Apple TV, plus ESPN, plus I think Peacock also. I You know, it was just ridiculous trying to find a game. Now, this isn't that hard. If you knew that Notre Dame was either on 4 or Peacock, it would have been fine. But because I did not know anything about the Peacock angle, I'm sitting around, I'm trying to find it on my local, well, it's not cable, I have direct TV, but my broadcasting subscription service, and I can't find it worth, you know, for the life of me. And, you know, that's happening in the NFL this year, too. They have games that are going to be on ESPN Plus, just ESPN Plus. Right? The Frank, well, the Frankfurt games. Well, yeah. Uh, that Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like the Amazon Prime games and the ESPN Plus games. And, yeah, they they definitely know how to maximize profit, uh, with especially with ESPN pushing so much towards that and getting rid of so much of that on-air, uh, uh, quote-unquote, talent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the talent is thin, thin right now on ESPN. I can't watch it. I cannot watch that fucking channel anymore. It's horrific. I, I, I turned on 
ESPN uh, sports. Well, I can watch ESPN. I just I don't watch Sports Center. Yeah, I, I don't think I really watch ESPN all that much at all. What do you watch on ESPN nowadays? If if there's sporting events on, like like yeah, games, live okay, I, live sports. Yeah, yeah, live sports. Outside of that, I like I'll catch an E60 documentary like once in a while. I like those. Those are those are pretty cool. Um, but like live uh, uh, sports telecaster, like you know highlights and whatever you know, Sports Center, whatever you whatever category that falls on. I I turned on last night for the first time and I can't even tell you how long and I didn't even have the volume on and I still was like I have zero interest in this I just zero with, <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing there not to mention but, the shit they throw at you is garbage can we I think a lot of it I just think of a lot of it has to do with the fact that I follow feeds news feeds that update me on sport like highlights and and scores and reels like all day. So why I just don't have, I don't need to catch up on it at the end of the day. I know what everything is already, you know, I already know the scores. I already know the outcomes. I, you know, like I, I, I'm, I, I'm in agreement with you. I, I get that too, but there was like a small entertainment factor of just sitting back and having it on in the background and catching up with the sports that you know and love. Right. And sure. I know that the, I know that we're in a completely different era now, but can we get rid of the WNBA highlights? Ah! Who wants to watch that crap? I don't care that it's the fucking WNBA playoffs or the WNBA finals. Nobody, nobody watches that goddamn sport. And you could apply that across everything. When it when it's the college season, when it's the uh, like the spring, the end of the spring season, and they've got the college softball championships up there. Like, come on, come on! Nobody wants yeah, to nobody, watch that crap. Nobody really cares. No, I you know deep dives into all these fringe sports. I, I mean, I get it, but you know what? I you know have some you know have some self awareness. Know your audience. People don't want to watch that crap. I'm sorry, they just don't. So anyway, I, I forget where we were trying to find. Uh, oh, ESPN Plus showing the uh, the Frankfurt games, but and, and NFL is going that route too. They've got games here, they've got games there, they've got games everywhere. Um, but anyway, I so I was trying to throw on uh, the Notre Dame game. Finally found it, Hartman. I don't know how he's doing, but they're up now twenty eight to fourteen. It was twenty twenty one fourteen, which is what I was trying to find the game. Uh, now uh, not so much. So uh, anyway, we are uh, about to get into our second week of our gambling slash wager program. Uh, the only thing that we didn't do last week that we'll be do- doing this week is first down where we'll be going through all of our stats from the week before. And then after that, second down will be the top three games of the week. We tried to expand it to five to try to capture our uh, our best bets. Or not, well, not our best bets. I should take that back. The, uh, the circus picks, the super contest picks, we were trying to do five. It ended up being too long. And then after that, three, we'll bang out the rest of the games. And four is when we get to our wagering segment where we take our $10,000 fictitious budget and throw it up there and see what we could turn it into. Uh, we didn't have stats last week, so we just ran talking about I forgot what we talked about in the first down. I hit, forgot to hit the sounder anyway, so it didn't really matter. But uh, this week, we got into our second week of games, and Thursday ended up with a, I don't know, wasn't necessarily thrilling, although it got to be pretty interesting there 
toward the end of the second half and then again in the fourth quarter. What do you think of Vikings-Eagles this past Thursday? Uh, it was, I guess I'd say it was entertaining, but... Sloppy entertaining, though. Like, not good football. It, We're still not there yet. Yeah, it, I mean, the, the Vikings are... are not a bad team. They're 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 probably the best zero and two team in the league after this week's over. They definitely have the talent. I, I I think they're still trying to figure out what exactly their offensive scheme is going to be. You know, like what they can outside of just throwing Justin Jefferson. I was going to say that that that's their offense right now is Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And so can we say they, Alexander Madison sucks? Or is I mean, it too early to say he sucks? I'm f- who are they? Oh, they played Tampa Bay's front, which is really good, and they played Philadelphia's front, which is really good. So maybe he just sucks against like really good fronts, and he's just an average running back. We're in year th- you, we're in year three of Madison, right? Because the past two years, it's been spot duty whenever Cook went out, and I think he might have had one or two good games in there, but for the most part, when the spotlight is shown, you know, shown his way. Shown his way, shined on him, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. Whenever the spotlight's on him, he never steps up. Uh, I don't know, man. I, Facts, brother. I, yeah, you, I, you could. I guess you're right. I, I, I don't. I, I never really followed him too much outside of just the random waiver pickup and you know him scoring 20 points in a couple games. So. I, yeah, he's. I, I guess you'd hear more about him, or they'd have more faith. And the people who are smarter than me and who know more about the sport as a whole than I, they definitely are the ones that led him to be drafted in fantasy drafts, like round five or later. So anybody who's anybody knew that he wasn't going to shine, right? And and or he would have been a first round pick or a second round pick, but ownership and the management in Minnesota seemed to think he was good enough to let Dalvin Cook go and give him the lead role. But now maybe it could be that they just had more faith in Ty Chandler. And and I, I, I don't know. I think it actually is more reflective of Cook right now because if you watched Cook on that Monday night game, I, he'll probably be on the Jets the entire year. But if this Rodgers injury ends up tanking the entire Jets season and they just can't get ahead of it and can't figure it out, I shouldn't say get ahead of it, but can't figure it out and right the ship, and they end up going, you know, I don't know, three and three and ten at one point or you know something like that, three and eight, I I would be surprised if they just kept Cook on the roster. I mean, he did not look good at all. I mean, he's a body for sure. I don't know what waving him would do, but. He just was thoroughly unimpressive, especially compared to Hall. Brees Hall looked great coming back from that injury. I thought Brees Hall looked looked a, a step slower. Oh, def, definitely a step slower than what he was. Especially that one, uh, I forget which quarter was the big when he ripped it open for like 60, 70 yards. He would have been gone last year. Yeah, exactly. I I thought that that was a weird play. It was the first thing I thought. And then 
the rest of the game, I immediately felt like, oh shit, he's hurt. Like he looked, he looked after he came out of the play. I thought he was going to tell his teammates like he was hurt. And then he was back in the game a couple plays later. Um, and then I just realized maybe he's just, he's not conditioned. That's not something you condition for, right? You don't, you don't often in practice run an 80 yard sprint as fast as you can with, you know, crazy mayhem behind you chasing you, you know? Yeah, no, I understand. I, I don't know. I just, I definitely think that he would have been, you know, hitting pay dirt last year versus him getting caught this year. But he still looked good coming back, you know, less than one year from his ACL injury. Um, that was a bonus. But to bring it back to Cook, I think that the Madison deal ended up just being more of them not having faith in Cook more than having faith in Madison. It's but, not the ACL injuries that that get people the second in the second year. Like the ACL itself, it's not like a knee injury. It's always like soft tissue, like hamstring injuries or like quad injuries or a calf injury. You know, it's always yeah, something, something in at, relation to the comeback. Right. It always is, man. And that's what you have to be careful with. If this dude's this, like last year, was it last? Yeah, it was last year. Last year, he. How many runs did he break off for, you know, like 40 yards? You know what I mean? And, it, and that was his game. Yeah, so, well, that's why I'm saying. I was surprised that he got caught on the 60, 70-yard run, whichever, uh, however long that one was. But, again, coming back, I, you, you said it. Maybe it was conditioning. Maybe he's just not up there yet. But still impressive coming back. Uh, going back, Eagles, uh, Eagles, Vikings. You think it's a different game if Jefferson doesn't fumble there through the back of the end zone? And I'm not going to, you know, deep dive on that penalty. It's a stupid penalty. It shouldn't exist. But if he ends up keeping that, they get to the one, they punch it in there for the score. Do you think it's an old, a different ball game at the end? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm. I, I think I'm with you. I also think that. It, well, I think, it, I, I think it, it. The whole game plays out different. Yeah, well, of course. Of course. But I think through two weeks, if you were to compare these two teams and where they're at, I think I probably, while disappointed in the Vikings, I'm not as, I don't know, I'm not as concerned against Viking expectations when the season started. I am a little concerned with the Eagles against their expectations. I thought they would, for a team that was bringing almost everybody back, and then having some new pieces added in, which are running backs, which is who gives a shit. And then, you know, rookie defenders, which is line them up and just let them go because that's what they do. Um, I thought that the, the Eagles would have looked a little better through two weeks. You know, they struggled last last week against New England, and they easily could have lost this game versus the Vikings. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're definitely right. I think that's the common thought across all sports you know, analyst platforms right now is that you know the Eagles are barely, barely lost the Super Bowl. Like if it wasn't for a collapse, like they should be Super Bowl champs. And the question is, is now like, okay, are they just working through their their first four weeks of the season? Like you always say, the real preseason, and are they just trying to figure things out themselves, or are teams getting better, or? Is it that the injuries are really hurting them because they have a lot of them? You know? Yeah. 
I agree. It'll be well. What is? Uh, do you know offhand who Philadelphia is playing in Week Three? As not a, a an Eagle fan, I have no clue. I'm trying to pit, pull it up, but if you know before I get to it, just feel free uh, to I shout it out. I don't know. Uh, I don't Philadelphia know. I, I next lose. week. I got it. Right. I got pulled up right now. So Philadelphia next week uh, ends up being a Monday night doubleheader. They're going to be going into Tampa Bay to face the Bucks. So they will. Oh, that's going to be two doubleheaders in a row uh, for Monday Night Football. That is. So Philadelphia will go on the road next week, and they'll get to tee off on Tampa Bay. That's that's the, a good get right game. I don't know what the spread is now. I don't have it open, but uh, what do you think? Opening, you know, guess this. Guess the six line. A, six and a half. Yeah, I think so. well, they're probably. You're going to have to see right now, I bet, six and a half. I wanted to say heavier than that, but you can't give them really more than six and a half, right? Because Philadelphia really hasn't shown you anything to be that big of a, a favorite. Keep it six and a half under the seven. Five and a half is probably too low. Probably will change immediately uh, after Tampa Bay's Oh, screw it. We'll do game. a little future lines here, and we'll just pull it up right now. So you're going... Six and a half. Can I argue with you one way or the other and go heavy? I, I thought it heavier, but like eight is like a huge spread. So I kind of want to go heavier, though. I'm just going to add on a point. I'm going to go well, seven. Tampa Bay beat Minnesota, so. Yeah. I'm going to be too heavy. I'm going to say seven and a half. I'm going to add an extra. I'm going to add an extra point there to you. And uh, so let's see if I can pull this up here. Uh, sports book. Come on. I'm trying to do this. Why won't they? Uh... Trying to, there we go. NFL six and a half versus seven and a half. Philadelphia on the road. Monday night football. The early game, similar to the doubleheader going this week, it will be a seven fifteen and then an eight fifteen. So they're not going to stagger the games on Monday night anymore. So that you get one at like ten, which is the East Coast West Coast game, and then an East Coast game. They're just going to do it an hour between. So next Monday, we said Chris had six and a half. I had seven and a half. And the answer is six and a half. Congratulations, Chris. You win. Six and a half is the Eagles spread as of right now. So the get right game for Philadelphia next week. Uh, Anyway, uh, we have uh, digressed as we normally do. Let's pick things up. We'll get into the stats and then we'll get into the top games of the week. First down. All right. And so in this section, we usually go through what transpired last week to let everybody kind of pick up and follow what's going on thematically speaking throughout the NFL. And so last week, the dogs were on top of the favorites by a score of seven to nine. Chris, out of those nine wins for the dogs, do you know how many won outright? How many won outright? I don't. Maybe five? No! Wrong. It was, amazingly, seven. Seven of the nine dogs won. Now, this goes back to, you know, years past that we've done this. you got to pay attention to the dog wins because usually when the dog 
covers, they outright win. And last week it was 7-9. and nine. The uh, only teams that did not win that were dogs were the Cardinals and the Titans. They ended up covering but losing. Uh, home dogs were 2-4. Browns and Jets ended up winning, while the Colts, Steelers, Pats, and Giants were all the home dogs that lost. Overs-unders went heavily in favor of the unders. Do you want to take a stab? 15 games on the clock, Chris. How many won with unders? 12. 12 and 3. Yes! Oh, congratulations, Chris. 12 and 3 it was. Monster week for the unders. Uh, as for teasers, the game lines were 21 and 9, almost evenly split between favorites and dogs. And then as for total points, it was 21 and 8. There was one push in there, but that obviously was heavy on unders. 12 and 2 if you tease the unders versus overs, which were 9 and 6. Teams with halftime lead, this usually is in the range of about 70 plus percent each week, but last week, not so much. 8 and 5. The five teams that ended up losing their halftime lead were the Titans, Cardinals. That's right. The Cardinals were on top of the Washington Commanders at halftime. Broncos, Seahawks, and then the Bills. Did you watch the Monday night game, Chris? Did you see the kickoff return by, what, Taj Gibson or Ty, whatever? Gibson was the guy's last name. He was on Hard Knocks. The punter? Yeah, the punter. The, punter. the punt return. Oh, uh, yeah. the punt return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. It was a late one, but that one was awesome. That was fun. So anyway, Bills ended up losing that halftime lead. As for how we did, uh, for all of our picks, you were 7-8. and eight, I was 6-9. and nine. Uh, nobody else fared that that better. Uh, the pros were seven and eight. The tickets, the Joes, if you will, were six and nine, and the Sharps were six and five. So the Sharps at least were over five hundred. Nobody else was. Super picks. You went three and two. I went two and three. You won your best bet. I lost mine. We both had parlays and teasers, and we lost all of them. I was zero and two. You were 0-2, and, and we were both 0-1 on teasers. So, uh, as for our fictitious wagering bankroll I lost a thousand I have a thousand invested in long-term bets that means I have eight thousand left you have seventy nine hundred because you've got eighteen hundred I think still on the line and you bet uh what a thousand on the week something like that uh yeah eighteen hundred in long term uh, uh bets and three hundred during the week, yeah, I that's lost. right, three hundred, three hundred. That's right. You you were big on the long term. I only had a thousand. I had a thousand, thousand. You had the eighteen hundred plus the three hundred. So, yeah, um, yep. and that's where we are. We'll get back to that in fourth down. So if you just want to listen to the picks and where we're gonna put our money, just fast forward to fourth down. I always put the time code in the uh, information in the notes of the podcast to help you guys out. If you don't want to listen to us talk anymore, then I don't blame you. I blame you. Anyway, uh, second down, let's fire it off. Top three games of the week. Second down. And we will take the first game, which is, let's see, there's a bunch. Why don't we just go down in order? We'll start with the ones and go down. So the first one will fly down to your home state, at least not town, but we'll fly down to Jacksonville. Chiefs, Taking on the Jaguars down there in Florida. The Chiefs currently are a road favorite. Three and a half points. The over-under is 51. This one is seeing all of the money come in on the Chiefs. 84% of the money pool in on Kansas City. 66% of the tickets. And then the Sharps end up hopping on the side of the Jaguars. So, can Kansas City bounce back? 
in week two here. The Jaguars had a nice win in week one. Calvin Ridley, obviously, every fantasy owner's, uh, you know, uh, hopes, joys. I don't know. I I didn't make a sentence there, but uh, happily, you know, making all of the fantasy owners of Calvin Ridley happy. There we go. Congratulations, Rich. Got that out of your fucking mouth. Zilch. Anyway, back to you, Chris. What do you think? Jags, Chiefs here. Do the Chiefs bounce back? Do the Jags keep moving? How do we play this one out? I I picked Kansas City just because I want to pick Jacksonville. So I'm trying to go against what my my thought process is after watching both. Oh, teams. Jesus. Are you the mush? Have you become the mush? The mush, right. Uh, after fucking mush. Fucking mush. Fucking mush. Um, no, I, it's just that. Like, Kansas City scared me last week after I know they almost beat Detroit, you know, by using smoke and mirrors. But I just, without a a wide receiver, that team is hard to... They're hard to break down. The question is Kelsey. Now, the last I saw, it looked like Kelsey was going to play this week. Has that changed? Have they given a definitive word yet on Travis Kelsey? No, he's still questionable. He's still questionable, right? Um, it l- sounds like he's going to play. Uh, whether or not he does, we will have to see. Um, you know, I mean, here's uh, one day, uh, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, two plays. So they get Jones back, they get Kelsey. In what what level of play you get from Kelsey, who knows yet. Uh, I, I liked what the Jags had to offer week one. Um, you know, was it super strong? No. I have a... Feeling that the Chiefs might be able to, you know, course correct here a little bit. My concern is the same as yours. It's wide receivers. I mean, they got nothing. I mean, Kelsey, and that's it. Because the other guys are just a bunch of junk. Do you think Tony ever turns it around? No. No. He's so bad. He's so bad. Did you see the ball where he put his hands underneath and it skips he's, on the top of his hands. Yeah, we talked about that last week. I, I don't I don't think he's like bad. I just I don't think I think he's just fucking full of it. I like I think he he's his head is beating him. Like the kid's got talent, man. Like the kid before he got hurt last year for the Giants, he like he was really good. He just Well when, when I, I think, played, you gotta get him on the field first. Was it last year or two years ago? It's two years ago we played Giants. Well, last year I think they made the trade. Last year, halfway through the season, right? Or was it early in the season? Last year was the year they traded him. The year before that is when he came through and he had like a couple of good games. One game versus the yeah. Cowboys, right? He had a, he had a bunch of good games. He had like three or four good games. Yeah, he, I mean the kid's got talent. He's a talented kid. I just think that he's I, I honestly I I think he's overthinking shit. You know, like he's over. And I think he knows. He knows he's got to fucking produce because he's in Kansas City, and so he's probably nervous. And he plays like a like a like a he's playing like a rookie, and and you you can't play like that, man. The kids kids got numerous years in the league now. Like he he needs to step up and have some, you know. He's got to have. He's got to earn that respect, and he's not earning it. No, I mean, not earning it. I mean, he's barely earning playing time at this point. I mean, he really is just playing bad. So, I mean, you have 
a possible Kelsey returning. You have a questionable Tony. Then you're left with the likes of like Sky Moore, Richie James, MVS. I mean, these are the guys that are going to be picking up. And then in the backfield, you know, I mean, what is it? You know, Pacheco kind of, I mean, he's okay. Uh, you know, I mean, my gut wants to pick the Jags here and I'm having trouble doing it. I, you know, Chiefs three and a half. It's a short line. This is the, hey, we've got to correct things here. We've got to get going. We've got to get a win. We can't go 0-2. I mean, you can, obviously. It's only, it's only two games. Um, everything in me is telling me to go with the Jags, but I think I'm going to side with the Chiefs here. I think the return of Jones, I think the return of Kelsey uh, kind of calms things down. And if they can maintain, you know, I mean, they barely lost to the Lions last week. They win that game if if uh, Tony picks the, you know, catches that one ball uh, toward the end. You know, I don't know. It, it's a stupid pick. I feel like I'm a sucker picking the Chiefs here, but that that's what I'm going to end up doing. I'm I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I like I I get how good Jacksonville is and everything and. Their offense is definitely has the components to be one of the best in the league this year. I, however, I just I I don't I I'm I'm I always have a hard time betting against whatever Ed uh, Ed Reed uh, Andy Reed draws up and and what Mahomes can do on a on a weekly basis. So I'm going to go with Chiefs. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you there. You know, I, you know Jacksonville. I really do. I really want to pick them. I I don't. I got to see a little bit more out of them before I pick them against the reigning Super Bowl champions here. Uh, I mean, definitely can be done. Uh, if anything, I think that the three and a half um, is kind of nice in that regard because it's probably a game close enough to be two and a half. So, you know, you're probably getting the Jags plus a point here versus what I think in my head it, it, it would be. 51 is the over-under. It is the highest point total of the week. Any thoughts on the 51? Last week under. was all unders. Last week was all yeah, unders. You for know. sure. I would go I would go under here. Yeah, I, 51's a lot of points. That's a lot, lot of points for a league that looked a little rough that, that last week. And if you think about it, I guess 41, I mean, 51 plus the three points. I mean, you're looking at like, uh, you know, what, 20, 28, 25? That gets you to 51? That's a lot. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. So, all right. So, Chris and myself are both on the Chiefs. They are on the road. We're both going to get smacked because, uh, you know, that's a game that that screams Jaguars to pick them. But uh, whatever it might be. So, for game two, we're going to head from Florida out to Cincinnati where the Bengals end up getting fucking thumped in week one against the Browns, who we were all talking about. The Browns look terrible. Did either of us pick the... Browns last week to win that game. I think. Well, I, I think I picked them. Uh, I didn't think they were going to win, but I did. Uh, I did pick them. And I guess everybody's talking about how they own uh, they own Cincinnati for whatever reason. But Cincinnati bounces has to bounce back here because they're going up against the Ravens. You got another AFC North battle here. Owen two is not where you want to be after getting demolished by Cleveland. And then going at home against a division rival, Ravens crazy banged up. Banged up on the offensive line and the defensive backfield. They end up losing J.K. Dobbins. So here it looks like Cincinnati is a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. 
The over-under is 46-and-a-half. Uh, the tickets are a slight lean on Cincinnati, but 78% of the money pool is in on the Bengals. And this is what you're going to see all up and down in regards to the money pool, where the money's coming in on all these teams this week, is that it's very heavy for whoever the money is going toward. There is no, like, 55-45 type game. I mean, it, it's usually, you know, 75 and up. And here you see another one of those at 78% of the money pools in on Cincinnati. With all that, I will punt to you and let me know what you're thinking here. And then I can chime in and tell you if I agree or disagree. That's how this works. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree that Cincinnati or Baltimore's defense may be banged up, but that doesn't mean that, uh, or I'm sorry, the other defense is banged up. Um, well, no, Baltimore's banged up. I mean, they lost Marcus um, Williams. Um, Jesus, you know. not not Baltimore's deep. Baltimore's defense is banged up, but Cincinnati's offense is not. I agree that their defense might be banged up, but the Cincinnati's offense did not show me shit in Week One, which they look is terrible. fine. Yeah, they look terrible. So you're talking about a team that was. Pr- prepped before the season to be one of, if not the best in the league, they better correct things, right? This is like a perfect game to, to kind of course correct, not like a get right game, but like, okay, you better figure out what you're going to do because if you start, Oh, and two, you got to, that's a fucking hole to come out of. So especially yeah, in I mean, division, in division game. Yeah. Two. In so, a row. right. So you don't, like this isn't like one of those like win or you're dead games, but like you better start correcting some of that shit or, you know, you, this is like a perfect game. I, I don't know. Like I like Cincinnati. I'm going to, I pick Cincinnati. I, that's a team I'm going to go with for, for the week, but I can very easily see it go the other way too. You know? Yeah. It would be one of those odd games where you look at the Ravens right now from from their starter perspective, they're going to be out their center Tyler Linderbaum, right? Who I believe was a draft pick this year, right? It was this year. Uh, as somebody you know that that wants to somehow talk about the NFL, I probably should know that. But anyway, uh, Staley, Ronnie Staley, the offensive tackle, he's both out. So you got two starters on the line gone. Cornerback Marlon Humphrey out. Safety Marcus Williams out. So you're looking at you know two key starters on either side that are going to be riding the pine this week. It looks like they are going to get Mark Andrews back. But it is a game that you could see, even with those injuries, uh, Lamar Jackson goes off. You know, I, I don't know. He connects with Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham, and they somehow chew up the, the Bengals secondary. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm with you in this one as I'm thinking the Bengals – end up winning this one at home. You know, Burrow gets the cobwebs out in week one. They, they did not look good in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, Watson kind of ran over on them as the game went on, which is was kind of weird. Um, I, I just, again, it's t- a tough game to call being an intra-division game, but I think the Bengals here just getting the three and a half is kind of similar to the Jags, though, right? Like, you feel like this almost might be a a two-and-a-half point game. Maybe full health, it's two-and-a-half, and and then they got these injuries, so they make it three-and-a-half. But I'm going to go with Cincinnati here, just like you, because I think that this is the game that they got to get on the board. 
right? You want to make something out of your season. I don't know if it means as much for the Ravens. The Ravens, you know, they're, they're banged up now. they got to figure out some things. This is still kind of game two with this new-look offense, right? They brought in uh, it with Munkin, and they've got, you know, o- OBJ, and they've got Zay Flowers. Now they got to figure out what's going on in the backfield. So not as big a loss for the Ravens and a much bigger win for the Bengals. Yes, this is going to be a much, much bigger win for the Bengals. That is like the, they're the team that really needs to correct because while while the other team didn't look great in week one either going up against Houston, they did not have all of their pieces in play either. So, you know, it, it's just it's one of those it's a great early season game because you're going to get to see this matchup again later on. And after they've kind of worked out some of the kinks and, and that's going to be the more interesting game. Let me ask you this. Do you think that the Ravens could end up spiraling this year? Like, can't no. you see it right? That the, they, they lose Dobbins. They sign Jackson to this deal. Jackson ends up being the former self, the, the latter self, not the former self of his past four years or whatever. Four years, five years, whatever he's been in it when, you know, he's just kind of broken down over the past couple of years. He breaks down a little bit here this year. He's not really that good. Their team is When injured. was the last time you when was the last time you saw Baltimore spiral? They they won't. I mean, they usually don't. They usually don't. But I, I eventually all things, you know, come to pass, right? I mean Sure, I understand. I understand success being one I, I if if Lamar Jackson stays healthy, he's still one of the top eight best quarterbacks in the league and it's just not going to happen. It, like they're they're they'll be fine. Uh, one would they'll think I, I, Harborough has not produced anything less. I don't know. I, I just uh, there's something about Baltimore this year. You know, it'll be interesting to see after we get through these first four games of the season where they're at and uh, what it's looking like. But for this game, at least week two, we're both on Cincinnati against Baltimore, and so the final game will head out to the Sunday night game. A little Sunday night football here as it's going to feature an AFC East battle of the Miami Dolphins going into Foxborough Stadium, taking on the New England Patriots. Dolphins going to be the road favorite. Two and a half points as of right now. Over under is 46 and a half points. Tickets slight lean toward Miami. Sharps on the Patriots and the money big also on the Patriots. 75% of the money pool on New England. So with all that said, the Patriots fought valiantly last week and lost. The Dolphins threw up, I mean, how many points? It was like you were in Vegas right now. And so long as you weren't at the MGM because (laughs) nobody's playing shit at the MGM right now. That is a disaster. Have you read about those stories there, Christos? Oh, I, I, yes, Richard. (laughs) I definitely heard all about your, yes, yes. Pretty interesting, right? Pretty interesting that uh, MGM uh, gets hacked. And if you've read the stories, basically what it sounds like happened is that they hit up Caesars, this random uh, spyware ring, hacking ring, whatever you want to call them. They hit up Caesars. Caesars ends up paying. They're smarter than the average Joe. They said, you know what? We make a lot of money. Here's, you know, tens of millions of dollars for you. Just give us our stuff back and go on your way. And I guess they did the same with MGM. 
and MGM notices that they've been hacked, I guess the spyware group contacts them to basically say, hey, you know, we're in your shit, so we're going to need some money for us to get out. And MGM doesn't respond, instead contacting an anti-spyware, you know, specialty group and bring them in to try to weed this out, at which point the hackers got pissed off and were like, oh, no, that's going to cost you more now. And then end up driving the entire, entire MGM company right into the toilet. And as of right now, I don't know, I haven't seen today's update uh, as of September. As uh, Have you noticed, have you heard anything yet, Chris? Has this ended or is this going in now into like day five, six? Well, this isn't that has to do with an insurance thing, right? Because if you give them the money, you don't get that money back. But now that they fought it, they can still they're they're insured to get that. money. Is there back. an insurance angle to it? I, I don't know, because I haven't looked into it. Um, you know, and I feel sorry for none of these people <laughs> that, that mega corporations that have such shitty IT security. You know, you, you deserve what you get. But is there an insurance angle? Because I had not read that. I honestly, I haven't either. I assumed that's why they are fighting. They fought back was because if they if they kept it in house, we you know they're all insured. I, I know that all casinos are insured for you know loss up to a specific amount. On you know just how it goes. Um, if they just hand out that money, it, it also depends on how much. The, these people said they wanted. I didn't. I didn't see how much they wanted. Yeah, I didn't read that either. Um, this is a story that was posted the fifteenth at nine a.m. That would be yesterday, I guess. Um, but anyway, it says MGM websites up, but reservation systems still affected by hack. Yeah. So anyway, um, big. If you're in Vegas, not so good to be going to a, a MGM resort right now. You are you are going to be affected in some way, shape, or form. But anyway, let's get to Sunday night football. We're talking about New England versus Miami. <laughs> what do you think here with Miami? Two and a half point favorites on the road against the Patriots. It is a short spread considering that the Dolphins threw up tons of fireworks and points last weekend. But here, it's just two and a half points over under 46 and a half. Patriots have a decent defense. You know, do, do my, Miami ride out here as a 2-0 and leader of the AFC East? Yeah, they. I mean, they should. I told you before the season, they're one of the teams I picked. If, if if Tua stays healthy, they're going to be very hard to stop. I don't, I don't care who you are. Tua was the question mark for me. He looked really good in week one and destroyed my bet, bet best bet. I mean, blew it up because I had the Chargers, and then afterward I just felt stupid because you – Well, you watching. shouldn't feel stupid. They, they still almost won. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was two and a half points, but, I mean, they, they didn't play defense at all at home. I mean, that, that's the one concern. I mean, the Dolphins were supposed to have some kind of defense, and they didn't really the, have any. The Chargers don't have a defense. The Chargers' defense is horrible. No, I know, but fast forward to week two here. The Dolphins were supposed to, and they didn't, right? I mean, granted, Jalen Ramsey's out because, he, <laughs> he, you know, he injured himself. Um, but, you know, you got Bradley Chubb in there. They have other pieces. They were supposed to have a defense, and it didn't look that way last week. Now they've got to go on the road here against the Patriots. Not a stellar offense, um, but... You know, look, they still gave up tons of points to the Chargers. So, you know, the concern is, you know, maybe the Patriots figure out a different way. You know, you're talking about Belichick, although some of the luster is off his uh, his diamond right now. 
as, you know, he has not had a good season since Mr. Brady left. You know, the question is, can they get the win here? They played strong against the Eagles, but then you watch this Eagles game this week. Eh, really, what are the Eagles right now? Not a whole lot, you know. It, it took a little bit away from the game last week for the Patriots for me. I still have trouble. Can you see, a, a you know, two and a half points? So it's either, you know, a two-point game, a one-point game, or the Patriots win. Can you find a, a, a scenario that New England wins this game? Um... They run the ball a hundred times. Right. I didn't, you know, I, I've only seen bits and pieces. I didn't see Zeke. How did Zeke do in last week's game? Did you see his stat line or did you see any of his, any of the uh, highlights with him in it? Six for 30 or something like that. That's not bad. That's what you'd expect out of him. Or or maybe five for 30. It, it really wasn't bad. It just. Well, they didn't run they, the ball all that much, right? They, I mean, it was yeah, they the Mac Jones show. 50, yeah, through fifty-five times, <laughs> like we've never seen a Patriots team, even with Tom Brady, I can't remember them throwing the ball fifty-five times in a game. Yeah, do you think if they're throwing it, you know, Mac Jones, mind you, not Tom Brady throwing it fifty-plus times, Mac Jones, you, you think if they're throwing it fifty times, <clears throat> you think that Belichick, his blood pressure is just boiling on the sideline, like he's just about to get a coronary, he feels it, he's just like, oh my god, I can't fucking believe. This. Well, that's Bill O'Brien <laughs> for you, fucking ball, right? O'Brien's good, man. I mean, he's he's good. He's a terrible GM. Um, it was a disaster what happened in Houston, but he's a good offensive coach. Um, and he's had a lot of positives in his career so far. So he gets back there, and they have that game last week. Um, Seven for twenty-nine. That's what he was. That was that was Mister Elliott, correct? Yeah. So run the ball. Dolphins don't. If that's the if that's the one way. If you like the Patriots and want to bet them, I would think this would be your dog win under game, right? Over-unders 46-and-a-half. If the Patriots win this, you would think that they're going to cap the Dolphins' offense. Oh, yeah. That's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah. So if, if you're betting Patriots, I mean, a, a Patriots and over? I, I don't know. That, that's, a, that's a tough way to think about it. I, I, don't, think, I don't think they're winning a, a Patriots over game versus Dolphins. If the, if- uh, no. They're, they're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball 100 times, and they're going to do their best to they'll – just, they'll just play that – that shell, that that five bat, five defensive backs, and they'll just try and prevent the long ball, keep everything short underneath in front of them, and just hope that when they get the ball back, they can run it down their throats. Yeah, well, I'm going to do the run it down their throats angle. I'm going to take the Patriots here. I'm going to take the Patriots. I'm going to take that defense. I'm going to take Belichick in this. I'm going to get smoked. This is going to be the game where we come back next week. Similar to, you know, the Ravens game last week or uh, the Cowboys game last week. And you look back at it and you said, what the hell were we thinking? The team is just so much better. I mean, you look at the Dolphins, the way they played. You look at the Patriots and you're just like, the Dolphins should win here by like three touchdowns. Right? This is the game that they, they should win, you know, easily by like 14 points. Just Tyreek Hill all over the place. You know, Waddle all over the place. And the Patriots can't do anything to stop it. But I'm going to end up taking the Patriots here and uh, with the mindset of the Patriots and the under kind of parlay win, I guess. Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins. Yeah, so you're on the Dolphins. So for those three games, uh, we are on the same side with the Chiefs. We are on – you took the Bengals as well, correct? 
Yeah. We're on the same side with the Bengals over the Ravens, and then we're on opposite sides of Dolphins versus the Patriots. So that brings us to the rest of the Sunday-Monday slate. We'll fly through those games before we get to the uh, gambling section. Like I said, fourth down. If you want to get there, just fast forward and click on the time code. So away we go. Third down. We'll fly down the rest. Sunday, 1 o'clock games is where we begin. Bills hosting your Raiders. Bills favored by 8.5 points. 47 is the over-under. Big money on the Bills. 94% of the money pool. Uh, I am going to take the Raiders in this one. 8.5 to me is just a little too much. I'm taking the Bills. Not a fucking chance. Yeah, Yeah. I know. This is another... I guess this is probably more so than the Dolphins-Patriots game. This is the game that you look back the next week and you're like, why did I ever pick the Raiders? The Bills were like the lock of the week. So you're going to be in on the Bills. I should be, but I'm going to go with the 8.5 Raiders. I'm going to be trying to do the bullshit contrarian deal. Uh, 8.5, a lot of points to me, and it's a stupid bet. The next game will be the Chargers, which we had just talked about before, on the road versus Tennessee. Chargers, a road favorite here. Three points is what they are favored by. The Sharps coming in on the Chargers, tickets on the Chargers, and then money on the Titans. Who are you going to take in this one? This is a, a tougher one. I, 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 I can't take the Titans here. I, I gotta take. I gotta take the Chargers with that offense. If Derek Carr just destroyed that secondary, what's what's Herbert going to do? Yeah, I know. I'm with you too. I not to mention it's also a Chargers. They got to bounce back from last week's win. They have all that offense, and then they got three points. Sure, the Titans play defense. I, they run the ball. You know, Hopkins is question mark in this game. So you don't know about I, I, him. I have no idea if 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 Hopkins doesn't play, that's that this spread isn't going to be three. It'll probably be like six and a half. Uh, I, but wouldn't they have moved it at some point already? Like I have a feeling. I, like I don't know. Play. It's I. He hasn't practiced. I know. No, I know. I, which is why the three is surprising to me. Um, and I. I think I had uh, the Chargers as one of my better bets this week. Um, even for DeAndre Hopkins, he usually at least gets in like a Friday practice. Like he didn't even get in a Friday practice. Yeah, he got nothing. He ain't going to play. He ain't going to play. Yeah, well, we will find out soon enough. Three points. If you're of that mindset that he won't play, I think – Chargers in three is a is a really good bet for you. Uh, you'll have to stay on top of the injury uh, reports as we get closer to the one o'clock kicks. The next game. Oh, by the way, and I'm taking the Chargers too, which I said, or if I didn't, I just did now. Lions hosting the Seahawks. Lions favored by four and a half. Forty-seven and a half is the over/under. Big money on the Seahawks. Seventy-two percent of the money pool. They also have the tickets. Meanwhile, sharps on the Lions. I took the Lions in this one. Yeah, for sure. I t- I'm all I'm all about the lines in this game. I I I really like the way they looked last week, and and like I said, they're one of my they're one of my long term plays, uh, Super Bowl plays. So I, I, I who knows if they're going to keep it up all year, but for now they look really good. I will say four and a half is a heavy spread for a Seahawks team that people had faith in last week and a little bit coming into the season thinking that, you know, this is one of the Carol's, you know, he's putting something together similar to the, you know, the mid two thousands. Um, and well, I mean, I guess the early 2010s, uh, but I don't know, I, you know, four and a half is a lot of points, but it didn't shy me away. I, you know, give me the, they won't here. be as bad. They won't be as bad as they were last week, but 
they they have a lot of course correcting to do as well. That's another team. The Geno Smith, oh my God, audio clip is pretty funny. Oh, fuck Geno Smith, dude. Geno <laughs> Smith is garbage. Dude, how is that guy starting in the NFL right now? Uh, who, fuck? How did he get a contract for $12 billion a year? He, that dude's like, this is a mate. You know he's going home to his family, and he's like, bro, they just gave me $12 million. Yeah, I mean, good for him. He pulled a lottery ticket. I mean, he's had such a shit career. He was such a bad pick. He floated around, and then he had that one good year, and he really stuck it to him. I'm sure that like Seahawk haters and, and Seahawk fans who hate Carroll just chuckled at that one. So Geno yeah, Smith, sure. Smith gets the, uh, the big-time money. We get kind of a big-time spread here in four and a half. We're both picking the Lions. So the next game is going to feature, I, I don't know if it's worth talking about, Texans hosting the Colts, Texans favored by one, over under 39 and a half. Uh, I don't know, the, the pros, Joes, pros like the Texans, the Joes like the Colts. I took the Colts. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm definitely not going to pick the Texans. I, I'll take the Colts. This game sucks. I got zero interest in this Yeah, game. this game sucks and we're off that game. Next game, Packers hosting the, the sorry, Falcons hosting the Packers. Falcons one and a half point favorites. Forty is the over under. You have the sharps and the tickets in on the Packers here, coming off that big road win versus Chicago last week, and then you have big money, seventy three percent of the money pool on the Falcons. So Falcons come off the victory versus a really shitty Carolina team, Carolina who ends up going and, and we get treated to them on Monday night. But uh, you know, I don't know Falcons Packers here. It's actually kind of a good game. I don't know yeah, which I way like to this go game. this one. I took the Packers. I wanted to, I took, and I went with the Falcons, I, but it was a coin flip. I mean, they just that, that guy is still stuck in this mindset that they can just run the ball in in twenty twenty three and and win games. Yeah, the Packers kind of banged up though. You know, like Quay Walker could be out. They don't know about Christian Watson. They don't know about Romeo Dubs. They don't know about Aaron Jones. There's no, just, no, Dobbs is active. Christian Watson, Quay Walker, and uh, Aaron Jones is out. They 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 promoted the running back from. Did they announce their... he was out though? No, but they promoted a, a practice squad running back, which means that they're he's out. Okay. Um. I. I. So this was one what day ago? Hours ago. Uh. They elevated. Oh, that's the elevated uh running back that you just mentioned there. You know, I don't know. Just too many questions for me. I really wanted to pick the Packers when I first saw this, and I saw that they were dogs. I was like, "Oh my god!" Fucking smash the like button. Uh, but I don't know. Here I ended up going with the Falcons. You're going to go with the Packers. Uh, that'll bring us to our last one o'clock game. That's going to be the Bucks hosting the Bears. So Packers Bears last last week, we saw the Bears just fold at home like a cheap suit. <laughs> cheap suit. Oh, that old fucking gag. Uh, and now they got to go on the road against the Bucks here. Bucks favored by two and a half over under forty one. We have the sharps on the Bucks. The tickets and the money on the Bears. A lot of money on the Bears. Eighty five percent of the money pool. Uh, I will never pick the Packers, uh, the the Bears again. That is, I picked the Bucks just because it's an anti Chicago pick. I I took the Bears because I think that they're actually going to correct this week, and I think they'll be a lot better than what they showed last week. I I, I just I want to pick the Bears, and my initial pick is the Bears, and I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. You're not going to uh, stick a gun in my mouth and tell me to pick a, against my. Well, I mean, they screwed me so bad last week. I, that Chicago loss sucked. It so sucked. 
and I'm still bent about it. So this is my uh, this is where you lose all your money. Well, I'm not betting on them, but you know th- this is the anger pick. You know this is uh, you're on tilt. You're at the poker table, and now you're taking the bucks. <laughs> you're taking the bucks, uh, two and a half points at home. Oh, whatever. Anyway, four o'clock games. The first one is going to be the Cardinals at home, home dog against the Giants. This game is at four points in favor of the G-Men. Over-under is 39-and-a-half. The Sharps are in on the Cardinals. Everything else is on the Giants big time. 82% of the tickets, 92% of the money. Everybody's picking New York here. I will not. I. This is similar to the Bears. I, I'm, I can't go with the Giants here. They played so badly, and I could just see them losing again on the road. Josh Dobbs, or is it Josh Dobbs? Or whatever. Dobbs, the quarterback that got thrown in there for Tennessee last year, had an okay, okay end of the year, and then all of a sudden he gets picked up last second by the Cardinals. They were up at half versus Washington, like I mentioned earlier. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them the four points here. Yeah, I, I don't know. If they, if they lose to Arizona, they, they are going to just – they had they better tank for the rest of the year and go get Caleb Williams. I mean, you just can't. That's funny. My my friend down the block said the same thing yesterday. I saw him at Mason's football practice, and he said if they lose tomorrow, they might as well just tank the season and go for Caleb Williams. Uh, yeah. So echoed second person. You know. Anyway, groupthink and thinking of groupthink. Are you with me with the Cardinals here? Or are you going to take the Giants? Uh, I'm going to take the Giants. You got to take the Giants. Of course you will. Uh, again, I just. They better they better win this game by like fourteen points. But I can't do it. I could see the Cardinals giving them fits and either winning the game or losing by a field goal at the end. That's just what I see. And Daniel Jones, I'm sorry after watching another game. I don't care that it was rainy. I don't care that it was terrible weather. That dude sucks. He's such a bad quarterback, and you can't slice it any other way. You can't. He drops back. He looks at one read, and then he kind of bounces around, always looking to run. It's a second thought in his head. He just anyway. All right, off. Jones. Moving on. 49ers going on the road into Los Angeles to face the Rams. 49ers, 7.5-point favorites. Over-under is 45.5. Sharps are in on the Rams, who threw up a win last week against the Seahawks. Go figure. And now they're going to be big dogs here at home at 7.5 points. But the Sharps like them. Meanwhile, everybody else likes the 49ers, 76% of the tickets. 85% of the money, and your brother also likes the 49ers in the 7.5. Yeah, for sure. This is this is my best bet. Not a ch- fucking chance. Oh, your best bet. Getting ahead of ourselves. All right, so Chris is in on the 49ers. Next one is Broncos hosting the Commanders. Broncos by 3.5, over under 38.5. Again, big money here on the favorite. It's uh, 80% of the money pool on the Broncos. I'm taking them, too, to bounce back here at home. Yep. Hundred percent. Not even gonna defend my my pick. I fucking hate the Broncos. I hate Russell Wilson, but yeah, it's a command. They got. It's just a fucking command. I I I, I know people are like kind of on this. Washington's they could have lost. Than, they could have lost last week to the to the Cardinals. I know, and everybody all off season was like, "Oh, Washington's better than you think." Blah blah blah. Like, no, they're not. They fucking suck. They, yeah, I'm with suck. you. And to close out a shitty 4 o'clock slate, the Cowboys are hosting the Jets. Cowboys favored by 9 points, over under 38.5. The Sharps are on the Jets. Everything else is kind of a lean toward the Cowboys. I I don't know, 9 points. This is another one. Like, the Cowboys probably should win this game by, you know, double digits. So I'm picking the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to... No, I'm going to take the Jets just because that defense... Is so good. Yeah, and that They're offense so is so bad. 
I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm just taking the points. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm, I'm just going to take the points. Yeah, I don't know how they score points. That, that's the problem. I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be an under game for sure. Yeah, what 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 did I say it was thirty eight and a half. Well, it's not a lot. I mean, that thirty eight and a half is the lowest of the week, along with the Commanders Broncos. So that is the oh, and the Brown Steelers. So uh, you're going under. You're really going low because those are the three lowest games on the on the slate. So uh, we talked about Sunday night. So let's go to Monday night football, where we are going to see two Monday night football games. They're slated 7.15 and 8.15, I think, an hour in between, something like that. Check your local listings, as I say. First game is going to be the Saints in Carolina facing off against the Panthers. Saints are going to be a road favorite here, favored by three over under 40 points. Sharps in on Carolina. The tickets in on the Saints. Uh, Money on the Panthers. So you're looking pros, Joes here with the pros on the Panthers, Joes on the Saints. What are you thinking? Saints, for sure. Yeah, I'm on the Saints, too. Uh, you know, the Panthers did not look good. Uh, you know, again, not a lot of confidence in the Saints, but three points against an inferior quarterback, an inferior team. I, I, you know, I missed out on my rookie interception parlay last week because Stroud didn't throw one. Uh, I, I should have just went with over two. Or how many did um, Young have? Did he have two or did he have three? Uh, I think he had. I two. think he had one touchdown and two interceptions. I think he had two interceptions. Yeah. So anyway, we're both in on the Saints there, and then the other Monday night game is the Browns against the Steelers. This game in Pittsburgh. So the Steelers looking to break their one game home slide, not make it two at home. Where last week they didn't even show. So they should have a lot of rest since they didn't play last week, and this week they're going to be a two and a half point dog against Cleveland. The Sharps are on Cleveland, 55% of the tickets are on Cleveland, and then 55% of the money is on the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers here to bounce back. I, you know, this is, it, had things gone a little differently last week, the Steelers are favored. Now they're, you know, two and a half point dogs here. It's, it's kind of weird to me, but, uh, I mean, whatever, a gift. I'll take the Steelers and the two and a half. Yeah, I took the Steelers too, 100%. All right, so uh, that wraps up all of our regular picks, and let's get into our wagers. Fourth down. We'll start with our best bets. My best bet is the Chargers and the two and a half. I will take them here, and, uh, you know, they they screwed me last week uh, in in one of my bets, and I had them in the Super Contest. Chicago really screwed me, so I'm staying away from them. But I'll take the Chargers in the two and a half here. They throw up a lot of points. I think they probably should get it done. Uh, yeah, my best bet's the 49ers. I don't even think that's going to be a game. Yeah, I took the 49ers in that one as well, so I just, I don't know, the seven and a half, three, eh, probably better off, uh, better off with the 49ers, but you're not going to sway me. I've already made my pick. Chargers are my best bet, which is actually not two and a half anymore. It's three. Uh, regardless. All right, so back to the Super Contest. Uh, let's go here. I will give you my five. I took the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Lions, the Saints, and the Bengals. Those are my five. Do you have any that are similar? Uh, well, it was funny because we were talking about the the big three games that was to start the show. That was three of my picks. So I took uh, Kansas City, Cincinnati, the Chargers, the 49ers, and the Dolphins. And the Dolphins. Okay. So we both have the Chargers. Uh, we both have the Chiefs. 
Uh, I have the Bengals. So we both have those three. So we've got those three, and then we differ where you went Miami and 49ers, and I ended up going Saints and the Lions. So that will bring us to our gambling. I will let you kick it off. So with uh, 1,800 on long-term bets, that brought your plus your losses from last week. That brings you to seventy eight hundred on the year. Seventy eight hundred, right? Seventy nine. Seventy nine. Seventy nine hundred. So yeah, to start my my bets, uh, I did parlays, teasers, props, and then I threw uh, uh, just a straight bet, hundred bucks to win on the 49ers. So that's my first bet. So and just then forty niners straight up. Yeah, 49ers straight up. And then I did uh, a parlay, three money lines uh, together, Detroit, Cincy, San Francisco. So Detroit money line, Cincinnati money line, and San Francisco money line. Yep. So that gets me three to one odds, uh, two to one odds. So 150 to win 450. And then I did a teaser that is a hundred dollars to win three sixty, and I am going to use Buffalo to bring it down. I'm going to use Baltimore to bring it up uh, to nine. I'm going to use the Jets to bring it up to fifteen, oh, and the wow. Pat and the Pats to bring it up to eight and a half. The Jets, I just don't, man, playing with fire with that Jet team, though. I'm, I'm not scared. That, that defense is, is going to be, at the end of the year, the best, the best in the league. They're, they're incredible. Yeah, I, was I, so, I know. They are really good. Thoroughly it's just, it's, I mean, you give it a week to breathe. I mean, I mean just how I feel. I mean, I just don't know. I don't know what you're going to get out of that Jets team. But um, And then... Yeah, so I did that as a tease to hundred bucks to cash in three sixty, and then I did two touchdown props, which you know I love. And yes. so I did early games, and I did late games. So my early game uh, parlay fifty to win six hundred is James Cook to score for Buffalo, David Montgomery to score for Detroit, and Keenan Allen to score for the Chargers. Okay, and. And then in the late window, late and late window slash night game slash Monday games, uh, I did Debo to score for the 49ers. I did Zeke to score for the Pats. And I did Olave to score uh, for the Saints. And that is 50 to win 1200. So that's a little, that's that's my biggest long shot of the week right there. Shooting for the moon, we are. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, when, when it when it hits, it you know it gives you all this extra money to play with. So I'm with you there. I mean, it's fifty to win twelve hundred. Um, yeah. So four four fifty and four fifty in total. Four fifty in total, and that would be the 49ers with a straight bet. You got the parlay of Detroit, Cincinnati, San Francisco money line one fifty there. A hundred bucks on your tees. Buffalo, Baltimore, New New York Jets, and then Patriots. And then you have the two touchdown ones. So, all right. Uh, that kicks it to me because that, that'll wrap up all the rest of your bets. Correct, sir? That's it. Yep. So, for me, I ended up doing three parlays and a teaser. I'll start with my teaser. 
I ended up taking the Bills and I teased them down. I took the 49ers and I teased them down. I took the Cowboys and I teased them down. So I got Bills at two and a half, 49ers at one and a half, and the Cowboys at three. And I bet 300 to win 780 on that one. So you had that uh, money line. You had Buffalo, which was similar to me. And then that was it. You didn't take any of the other ones. So that was the only one, only common thought that we had there. So again, I took Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, teased down, put 300 on it. As for my parlays, I did a two-team parlay. I did the Chargers, which was my best bet. And I took the Lions because I liked them enough. I thought, you know what? If I put these two together, one was two and a half, one was four and a half. I liked the Lions earlier when they had a, a, a shorter spread. Now it's up to four and a half. Uh, I think it I think it opened at three. Maybe whatever it might have been. But anyway, so I took Chargers two and a half, Lions at four and a half. I put 100 for 352 on that. My next parlay was just a straight up. This was the dog win parlay, if you will. I picked two dogs that I like, and I bet them to win. I took Green Bay, and I took Chicago, even though I think I picked against Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but here, you know, you're trying to win money. So even though I hate the, the Bears and I hate picked the Buccaneers for my gambling, I will take the Bears to win, add them with the Packers to win, call it the, the you know, AFC or the NFC North parlay. Uh, that's 100 to win 451. And then my last one is Dallas and San Francisco. These are the, of course these teams should have covered those spreads because they're that much better. So I took the Dallas minus 9, San Francisco minus 7.5 and, and I put 200 for 756. So the one difference that I guess that we have going through all of this is that, that Dallas Jets game, At least, I mean there's other ones, but we definitely have different thought processes on the Jets. You, you think that they're going to be able to stick with it because that defense is just that good. Yeah. There's nothing else to it other than that, and they're just going to try and slow down every game and just ugly win it. Yeah, I just, against, you know, you, you saw what the Dallas Cowboy defense did against Daniel Jones and the Giants. I just... I can't even imagine what they're going to do at home versus Zach fucking Wilson. Jesus Christ. It could be a slaughtering. It could be. It's somebody could somebody could lose a leg in that game. That, that's, that, that's how bad it could be. Uh, but anyway, so that wraps up week two of the Broken Helmet. Chris, enjoy the rest of your Saturday and Sunday and all the rest of you for listening. Hope you win all your bets. And thank you for listening is what I should have said. And hope you win tons of money and enjoy your weekends as well. All right. Peace out. Chris, talk to you later. Adios.